Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Bush Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Kelly Kennedy shares something of a family shit show. I'm going to tell you a story about shit um, because that's basically been my life for the last year. Um, it was a year ago, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, that uh, my father got in a car accident. Um, He was on 264 um, on the wrong side. This happened in Virginia Beach uh, near the interchange with 64. Um, So I was visiting for the weekend. At the time, I lived um, up in D.C. I lived in Silver Spring, Maryland, actually, which is just the top of D.C. And um, it was nice. I had a great condo, Um, had a cat. Uh, It was a five-minute walk to the metro, so I could go down into the city, hang out, drink wine, eat delicious food. Um, It was a pretty easy, nice life. Um, So uh, that weekend, I went over to my dad's house to check on him. Uh, They had taken him to the hospital, and they had discharged him because there was physically nothing wrong with him. Um, Luckily, he didn't hurt anyone, and um, his car was towed away. So I asked him to explain what happened, and he told me that he had been in Richmond. Uh, He told me that he was a victim of a shovel trap, whatever a shovel trap is. Uh, He also told me that um, that was not his house, that somebody had taken all of his things from another house that was his house and put them in that house in exactly the same places. So obviously something was really wrong. Um, So I decided to take some leave and I I stayed here in Virginia Beach and took my dad um, to doctors. And I I figured out that he had stopped taking his medication for thyroid, blood pressure, those kinds of things. He had also stopped eating. Um, He was really, really skinny. And uh, we went to the neurologist and we got the diagnosis, late onset Alzheimer's. And the more I stayed with him, the more it became clear to me that he couldn't live on his own. He needed someone to uh, administer his medication. He needed someone to keep him from wandering, um, someone to keep him from peeing in the hall closet (laughs) because he would forget where the bathroom was. Um, So I decided that that person would be me. Uh, Luckily, my job was able to transfer me here. It only took about a month. Um, So I was grateful for that. But... um, It sucked, right? I had this very autonomous life where I could do whatever I wanted to do. And all of a sudden, I was basically living with my dad and chained to him. I went to work, and I came home. I couldn't go anywhere without him because he might have gone off somewhere. Um, One night, uh, he had a couple scotches, which is fine. Not a problem. Um, I myself was doing a lot of drinking at that time. Um, Because every night he would go to bed and I would drink wine and eat potato chips. I gained 30 pounds in the past year, which is also shitty. (laughs) But um, one night he went upstairs to go to bed and then I heard him calling. He needed help. So I went up there. And yeah, he had these clothes from the 70s. I don't, he never updated his wardrobe. They had holes in them. It was kind of strange. Um, But he had this velour jump, like jacket pullover thing. He had put it on his pants, so he put his feet into the sleeves, and he had gotten it kind of halfway up his butt, 
but it got stuck and he needed help and he wasn't wearing any boxers. So I got to help my dad pull off and I'm looking at his naked old butt. And um, yeah, it was, it was not the best situation. And um, it definitely wasn't a good situation. Um, I thought about like all the things I had given up to come and, and live with him. I had um, a lot more career opportunities in DC. Uh, I was two-thirds of the way through uh, an MFA in creative writing. I had to give that up. Um, basically, I felt like I'd given up my life, and I had done this for an asshole because my dad was kind of a big asshole. We were, uh, when I was a kid, he was never really around. He was always away on business, and uh, my parents had a very contentious divorce. My dad was a dick to her. And uh, there was a few years that I didn't talk to him, um, but he was my dad, and somebody had to take care of him, so here I was. Uh, after a while, it became obvious that I, I couldn't do it on my own, so um, I put my dad in uh, the Memory Center, which is a nursing home for people with dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, and that was also really hard, but um, then I got to sort of get my life back. I still go and check on him once or twice a week, uh, but you know, I I bought a condo. I put all my stuff out of storage. I got all my clothes that I can't wear, but I have them with me, and um, things are going okay. Uh, until about a month ago, I decided that I needed to get a dog. I'm not I'm not sure why, but. Um, I guess I've always wanted one. I've never had a dog before. And uh, I adopted a dog from a shelter. Her name is Emma. She uh, was about 10 months old when I got her. And um, I know nothing about training dogs, and she knew nothing about how to be trained. So there, were, um, there was a week there that was just pee and poop, the whole house, pee and poop. So I'm a... Uh, I'm kind of going crazy. Like I have, I have all this stuff, and I have a fluffy cat, and the dog is shedding, and there's, you know, dog toys everywhere, and there's like chewy things they like to chew on, and like pieces of meat. I mean, my house is disgusting. It's chaos. I'm going insane. Uh, and then I, I have a brainstorm. I remember cicadas. Now cicadas is the name of my Roomba. Do you guys have a Roomba? They're the most amazing things. They're the little uh, vacuum cleaner robots, and you just turn them on, you put them on the floor, and they vacuum. So I'm like, oh my god, I have cicadas, I have cicadas. I'm going to get her out, I'm going to get her out. And I plug her in, I charge her up, and she starts doing her thing all over the house, and I'm like, oh, like I have a moment, finally. So I decided to put cicadas in my bedroom, because Emma had been in there uh, chewing on some nasty thing. There's stuff all over the place. So I decided to put it in there, and... Um, I have her with me because I have to watch her every minute. In a way, it was kind of like being back at my dad's house. You know, I, I couldn't do anything because I had to always be watching this dog or watching my dad. Um, and after a while, um, cicada stops. I go to the kitchen to get uh, something to drink and I smell something uh, that smells like shit. And I'm like looking at the dog. Where did that come from? I've been watching you the whole time. And I go into the bedroom and I, I see cicadas kind of like at, next to the charger and she's all cockeyed like she was drunk or something. And then I see it. And uh, I don't know if you all know this, but 
Roombas have this genius setting called the spot setting. And what it means is if there's a really dirty spot, the Roomba will go around and around and around and around to vacuum up all that stuff. Well, apparently Emma had taken a shit in the corner of my bedroom and the Roomba found it and the spot mode came on. So there's this huge circle of shit smashed into the carpet of my bedroom. I am crying screaming and also gagging. I have a huge problem with shit. I know most people don't like shit, but I feel like I have a special aversion to it. Um, one time when I had to clean up her shit, I started throwing up. I mean, usually I'm just like, <coughs> but I literally threw up and I was like, oh my gosh, that's strange. I took a pregnancy test. I know, I, I, like, I know you have to have sex to get pregnant, but still, like, I don't usually throw up in the morning unless I've been drinking, and then I'm, I'm not throwing up stomach bile, I'm throwing up the taquitos I had at 4 a.m. Like, it, it was just strange. <laughs> so this was really awful, and um, there's shit everywhere, like on the baseboards, and I turned the Roomba over, and it, it's covered in shit. <laughs> and... Uh, that was a really bad day. And then the next day, the memory center calls and they said, um, we'd like to put your dad on laxatives. I'm his power of attorney, so I have to approve all his medications. And I said, okay, what's going on? And they said, well, he's been doing strange things with his shit. Uh, putting it in different places around the home. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not really sure what he was doing with his shit. I didn't really want to know. It's kind of like, okay, go ahead, do the laxatives, like, you know, whatever. We think he's constipated, you know. That's why he's putting his shit in strange places. So um, they do that. Um, And for some reason, uh, all this shit reminds me of something I learned in yoga class. I know, yoga class. Very new EG, but um, it's the story of the lotus. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Um, I had to Google it because I wasn't sure I had it correct. But apparently the lotus, the bulb or the seed or whatever, it grows down in the muck in the bottom of the koi pond. Uh, I live by the pagoda. There's koi ponds over there, lily pads and stuff, and I saw a guy cleaning stuff out of there once. There's definitely some shit down there. So... What happens is, if you wait, eventually, the lotus will send up a stem, and when it reaches the surface of the water, it blooms into this beautiful lotus. So all you have to do is wait and look for the lotus. And I'm talking about this because that's kind of what happened. So all those nights, I was stuck with my dad, who I thought was an asshole, we would talk, and a lot of times it was the same story every night, which I would just pretend I hadn't heard it before, but um, he told me all about when he was a kid, and he had a, um, a dog named Briar, and he used to have a paper route, and as soon as uh, he had enough papers out of his, his basket, he would scoop the dog up, and the dog would sit in the front, and you know, I just had this picture of like ears flapping in the wind, like Norman Rockwell or something, and uh, I'd never heard these stories. Um, And he also told me about, uh, he said, I I regret not spending time with you when you were a kid. He worked for NATO at the time, and it was still the Cold War, and 
they really thought that there might be a war with the Soviet Union. And so he thought he was doing really, really important, important work. And I never knew that that was why he wasn't home. So I got to learn that. And um, the other day, I went over to the home with Emma because I wanted him to meet her. And um, this was right after he had been shitting in the corners or whatever he was doing. And I was talking to him, and it was, it was gibberish. I didn't understand anything he was saying. And I had this thought, I just want him to die. And I know that is a horrible thing to say. But my dad, I know that he wouldn't want to be in that situation where he's taking a shit in random places, where he's running around in the middle of the night in his underwear because he's lost and confused. Um, and my dad was gone. He's talking crap. Like, I don't even know who this man is. He doesn't even know who I am. So I had to go right back the next day because I had to bring him some adult diapers. That's fun. Um, so I dropped him off, and I, I sat down and talked with my dad a little bit. Again, gibberish. And then he stops, and he says, where's the doggy? And I was, I was floored. I was like, he, he remembered. He actually remembered that Emma had been there. And we were sitting there, and I was holding his hand, and there was a newspaper and it had the comic section in it. And um, I have this one really good memory, a good one. Because I also have the memory of like my birthday party, and my dad came in late, and he kissed the wrong girl on the forehead. That was a bad one. <laughs> but this is a good one. So on, on Sundays, I would sit with my dad on the couch, and he would read the, the comics to me. That was our time together. We would read all of them, even you know the serials or whatever those weird things are, even the family circus. Uh, which is a terrible, terrible comic. <laughs> and so I said, Dad, do you remember reading me the comics? And he said, yes, I remember reading you the comics. And then I never knew that I would be there with my dad holding his hand. I just never thought that we would ever be in that place, having that kind of relationship. So, um, I mean, that's the lotus. And Emma is a lotus, too, because despite all of her shit and the fact that I had to throw my Roomba away, plus my rug, um, when I come home, she comes up to me and it's like she thought I was dead and I am resurrected. I am like her personal messiah. <laughs> and I have to tell you, being someone's personal messiah feels really fucking good. Thank you. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.